What's up, guys? Zach, back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, yet to see my face for this episode. Uh, <laughs> the tonight, so I've got my Leonard Fournette jersey on here, 27. Uh, this is a couple of years old jersey. I got it when he was a rookie, and then they decided to change their uniform design the next uh, couple months after I got this jersey. But uh, still rocking it. You know, at least I don't have a Jalen Ramsey jersey. Uh, <laughs> and, and actually, that was one of the reasons why I, I didn't want to get a Ramsey jersey, because, you know, in the back of my mind, there was always like a, a thought, you know, like a, a threat of him, like either leaving or getting traded. Um, you know, so I unless he signed a contract, I felt unsure about getting a Ramsey jersey. Uh, plus. Another thing about jerseys is um, I always – I know this is a Fournette. He's a popular guy. But I always tend to pick, like, the non-mainstream players. So whatever, like, number one player in a team is, their jersey is going to be worn by all the fans out in the stands. And I always want to get a jersey that's kind of more different. You know, still a good player, not someone that's just going to leave the team in a year, but someone that – doesn't have their jersey as widespread. You don't just look the same as everybody else wearing jersey. But so, are you going to get a Gardner Minshew jersey? <laughs> uh, they're actually sold out right now. You can only get youth large. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know if. I mean, there's too much uncertainty about Minshew when you know when Foles comes back and everything. So, but maybe I'll get maybe a, a headband or. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that covers the jersey talk for the day. Um, <laughs> so this is um we're gonna go through week three's college predictions and week four we four actually for four, yeah, I, I didn't update this, I'll go change it right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, week four of college because NFL's week three and college is a week ahead. So we've got that set and then we're going to show you our fantasy lineups for this week. Eric and I have a really important game. So we're going to break down our two rosters, and then Connor can give his unbiased prediction on who he can <laughs> uh, Since obviously you know who I think is going to win. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure Eric knows thinks he knows who's going to win too. Uh, and then we've got some current events today. So this is a, it's a two-man show here with Connor, and we're just going to get started and Get rolling here. So, the first college game of the week, I'm not sure if this is a Thursday or Friday game, but uh, Utah, number 10 ranked Utah's going at USC to play, and Utah's four-point favorites. We all have picked Utah, and while I think they're going to win the game by a touchdown or so, that's why I picked Utah, um, I do think it's kind of interesting how they're ranked pretty high. I mean, they're ranked number 10. They're a good team, but they really haven't faced anybody yet. They've played BYU, who's kind of circled around and played some of the teams that they've played, uh, like USC, BYU, and Utah have all like, are all like playing each other in the first couple of weeks. Uh, but the other two games they played, uh, they played inferior competition, and they didn't win by a whole lot. I mean, they won by 30, but... Not, like, super impressive, not, like, a 50-point win or anything like that, 40. 
So they really are kind of unproven. And this is going to be a road challenge here going to L.A. to play USC. But I've got Utah winning by like seven. And I'm just kind of still surprised that they're ranked 10, though. I think you agree with me on that, right? Yeah, yeah. I know we've talked about this before that we both think Utah's ranked quite too high. Like, maybe they should be kind of ranked, like, in the mid-teens, like, you know, maybe 15 through 17, but not number 10. That seems yeah. pretty high. So, yeah, I mean, it is going to be a, the first test for them. Like, are they as good as everybody? Like, if they can go in here and beat USC by, like, a couple, like, 14 or even 20 points or so, then maybe I'll start to believe that they're number 10. But if even if they come out of here winning, like, even just by a touchdown – then I'm I'm gonna think they don't I still I'm still gonna think they don't deserve yeah. that number ten ranking. Yeah. All right. So staying out west here, Air Force at number twenty, Boise State. Boise State's eight and a half point favorites, and we've all got Boise State. They just keep winning. Um, simple as that, really. Uh, Air Force, I don't think, is that great of a team to cover this spread. Um, so eight and a half is is fair, but I, I took Boise State. Yeah, I don't think Air Force is gonna. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be running that same you know military school offense. I mean, they did beat Colorado last or was it last week? I don't know if it was last week or the week before they beat Colorado. So yeah. that's like a decent win. Um, but uh, we'll see how they do against Boise State. Yeah, they got to go to Boise State, too. So Yeah. they be playing on the blue field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because their other game was against Colgate. So, I mean, yeah. if they don't win that, then. <laughs> All right, Southern Miss at number two, Bama. Uh, Bama's 38.5-point favorites. We all took Bama. Um, I think this is, if this was like 10 points more, like 48 or something, we might have taken Southern Miss, but 38.5, Bama should easily cover that. I mean, just this season when they've played other teams and stuff, kind of like Southern Miss, uh, they've won by over 40 easily. And plus, another thing, too, to think about is it is possible that Bama is going to want to really pump up to his stats to get him the Heisman this year. Uh, I I don't like expect Tua to play the whole game, but I think he'll play more than he normally would just because the downside to taking him out of the game when you're up 35-0 at halftime is that he doesn't get a chance to pile on the stats and have like seven touchdown games or stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I think Tua is going to be playing a little bit longer than he normally would. And that'll obviously bring more points for Alabama. And I don't think their defense is going to give up more than 10 in this game. Probably only a field goal. Uh, yeah. If Southern Miss gets a field goal, I think they should feel good with themselves. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, and at least for, you know, for our sake and for the college football world's sake, at least Alabama's season really starts, thankfully, after this week because, you know, after this week, they're, they've, they've done three of their four non-conference games, which, you know, Alabama always schedules really weak non-conference opponents. So at least after this game, they're going to start getting into some of the conference play. I mean, they still have one more non-conference game at, towards the end of November. They're playing Western Carolina, which 
that's like a stone's throw from my college and they're like a really small, really crappy college yeah. in football. So like they're <laughs> not going to, they're not going to do anything at Alabama, but you know, at least after this week, we're not going to be seeing these, you know, big 40 point spreads yeah. for Alabama anymore. But I mean, yeah, I think this one is a bit low, honestly, they should easily cover the 38 and a half point spread. I mean, mm-hmm. against Southern Miss of all teams. Yeah. All right. The next, uh, next games, next couple games here are SEC matchups. So LSU goes to Vanderbilt. LSU still ranked fourth, and they are 23-point favorites. We've all picked LSU. Uh, Vanderbilt's really not good. Uh, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're at the bottom of the SEC, along with, sadly, Tennessee. But um, <laughs> Get to them in a second. <laughs> yeah, their next game's up. The next uh, one we'll talk about. But uh, LSU, I think, has a good enough offense to really pour it on. And Vanderbilt's not going to do much, I think. I think this could be a 31, 30-type point win for LSU. Uh, It's not going to be competitive. It's not going to, you know, like I said in the newspaper, you know, games to watch and stuff, this is going to be like mow the lawn type of a game, I think. (laughs) I don't see this being in, like, I'll be really shocked if I see this come up as like an upset alert type of thing. LSU's, oh, yeah. I think there's something different about this LSU team. They're more determined um, than before. So I, I don't expect. I mean, I think they'll have a much tougher task against other SEC teams. So yeah, yeah. So the next matchup here, Tennessee at number nine, Florida. Uh, Florida's 14 point favorites. We've all got the Gators in this one. Um, unfortunately, it's probably certain that you know the, <laughs> the FPI indicators or whatever have like a 90% chance Florida's going to win. I'd be really shocked if Tennessee wins just because uh, how, yeah, they beat, um, shoot, who did they beat? Like, Florida? They, they beat Kentucky. No, I'm thinking of Tennessee. Who was the uh, team they, that they beat? They, they beat uh, Chattanooga. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, that yeah, their only wins against Chattanooga. Um, after so losing we were, to after losing to Georgia State and uh, and yeah BYU yeah so if they can't win those type of games how do you expect them to go in the swamp and beat Florida I mean I know Florida's uh, not going to have Felipe Franks but their backup quarterback looked good enough to you know come back from behind and beat Kentucky last week in Kentucky so that's pretty impressive for Florida. Um, and their defense is still really good. Uh, this this is going to be much more than 15 points. I'm kind of I think the loss of the quarterback is why some people are scared about Florida. But uh, yeah. with 14 points, this is uh, uh, this is no brainer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially with Florida being at home, and I know I'm sure this is like one of two games every year that you know. Eric, because Eric has mentioned he doesn't watch much college football, but, you know, in his mind, it's always want to beat Florida and want to beat Alabama. Well, unfortunately, uh, that's not going to – they're never going to be Alabama for sure, but unfortunately, Florida is not going to happen this year either. So yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it goes, but maybe Tennessee was hiding in the wings. But, yeah, I agree that that 14-point spread, I mean, if they don't cover that against Tennessee, then – I'm going to seriously doubt Florida's contention in the SEC. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're, because, I mean they got a tough road ahead of them because they got to play, like, LSU and Georgia later in the year. So, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to seriously doubt them if they can't easily cover this spread. <laughs> All right. The next game here I think is going to be the game of the week. This should be the best game, I think, to watch, uh, along with Auburn and Texas A&M. But number 11, Michigan, at number 13, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Connor is the only one taking Michigan here. Um, fun fact about Wisconsin, they're the only team that hasn't allowed a score in college football this year. Um <laughs> That's pretty. That's pretty crazy to think about. Uh, but they've also played only two one. Yeah, uh, one one less game than most of the other teams. Yeah, they've only played two games, so it's not as you know crazy as you think. But still, um, the fact they haven't given up any points and their offense just seems to be clicking, man. With that uh, Jonathan Taylor running back that they've got, uh, and then also there's another stat too where it's been a long time since Michigan has won in Wisconsin. Um, I'm just not impressed with Michigan enough to pick them to win or lose by less than three and a half. I think Wisconsin's going to easily win this. Uh, so I, that's why I think I picked Wisconsin and the spread's pretty close. So I assume you think Michigan's going to win since you picked them with this tight of a spread, right? Yeah. I mean, either Michigan win or Wisconsin win by a field goal. I mean, like, okay. you know, because, I mean, it's three and a half, so if they win by yeah. a field goal, then I still get it. But I do yep. think Michigan's going to win. I mean, especially since Wisconsin had the, has had this week off now. You mentioned their offense being in, in sync. Well, the last thing you want to do when you're scoring, you know, 49 points and then 61 points in back-to-back weeks is have a week off. So yeah, I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. Um, I, I still think they're going to put up points, but I know Mi- – Michigan is another squad that has a really good defense on their side. So I think Michigan will be able to hold them off enough. I know it's going to be tough going into Wisconsin, but I think especially the way that they played against Army, which is like a heavy run style offense, and Army's a good team. Like I know that was a really close game, but Mm -hmm. if they can hold Army to 21 points when they're, you know, with their offense that just runs the ball all the time, then I think they can hold Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, the Army running back isn't up to his level. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's, it'll be it'll definitely be a good game though. We'll see how it goes, and mm-hmm. it's going to be an indication for me. Like this is the first of three games when I talked about the beginning of the year with you know because I'm picking Michigan yeah. to uh, uh, go to the college football playoff. This is going to be the end, but you know, the indication of can they beat the good Big Ten teams? You know, they can never Mm -hmm. beat Penn State, they can never beat Ohio State. Well, here's their first chance of the season. Can they beat Wisconsin? Yeah. All right. So, next up, we've got a Pac 12 SEC matchup as Cal 23 Cal goes to Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is actually two and a half point favorites. This kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, Connor and I both took Cal, Nate took. Ole Miss, but I understand going on the road, it's hard to win, but I don't think Ole Miss is really that good. I think they're kind of like the Vanderbilt of the SEC West, Um, (laughs) and Cal is actually ranked. I mean, they're not super high, but they're still 23. They've got a win against Washington already, so based on that, I think, you know, and Ole Miss is favored, like, that's... I was totally yeah. shocked by that. I thought Cal would be favored by a couple of points, <laughs> not Ole Miss, but um, so you, yeah, you, you agree with me there. Yeah, I was completely blown away by that, like because I was expecting to look at the spread there and you know have 
uh, Cal, you know, be favored in the game. But when Ole, I saw Ole Miss was favored, I was like, well, I better do some more investigating into this then because like, and see what Ole Miss has done. But Ole Miss, it's not like they've beaten anybody impressive. Like they lost yeah. to Memphis at the start of the year, but then like they beat Arkansas and they beat this other college here, SCLA. I don't know who they are. So Southeast, <laughs> Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah. Like, you know, but yeah. And Cal has that victory over Washington in Washington, by the way, like that was a road game. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how you can favor Ole Miss in this game. Like, at least have them the favorites on paper. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was pretty shocking. But, yeah, that's why I'm going with Cal. I'd love to know why Nathan is picking Ole Miss. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's that's probably the one that we're most – well, actually, I've got another one later down that I would want Nathan to explain about. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, then our next one here, Miami of Ohio at Ohio State. Ohio State, 39-and-a-half-point favorites. And we've all got the Buckeyes here. Uh, last week I picked Indiana against them, and they blew out Indiana. They're going to blow out Ohio. Um, so yeah, I, so, I feel so – Sorry, it's been uh... – it's been 15 years since Ben Roethlisberger was their quarterback, so they're still not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Ohio State should roll there. Um, the other game of the week that I want to talk about here, number eight, Auburn at 17, Texas A&M. This is going to be a huge game for the SEC West to really elevate one of these two teams. And Texas A&M are four-point favorites, and I'm the only one picking the Aggies here. Uh, Auburn's got the win over Oregon. That's why they're ranked number eight. And Texas A&M had to play Clemson, and of course they were going to lose that. So that's why they're <laughs> 17. So that's why when you see, oh, why is an eight team versus a 17 team? Why is the 17 team favored by four? Well, there's really not that big of a difference between the two teams. It's just because their schedules, and that's really changed their rankings. But uh, it's in College Station. That's a huge factor in this game. And also the reason I'm taking Texas A&M is they just have a more proven quarterback in Kellen Mond than, uh, than Auburn with that true freshman quarterback. So I I think it's going to be a tough environment for him, uh, Bo Nix, to play in for Auburn. And they've still got a good team. It's going to be a close game, one to really watch and, and follow. But uh, Texas A&M, I think, should win this game. And they should win by more than four, I think, with with the dynamic offense that Jimbo Fisher's put in. I mean, they put up a lot of points last week against Lamar, but obviously <laughs> Auburn's a lot better than Lamar. But I want to hear, I want to hear. I guess you you think Auburn will win? So. Yeah, yeah, I think Auburn's gonna take this game. I mean, I know th- that is a pretty good point to bring up that you know it is in College Station, and also this is basically. This is it for Texas A&M right here. Like, if they lose this game, they're they're out of college football playoff contention. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if they could have, you know, won out, if they can win out, then they have the resume. Like, they can say, okay, yeah, we're 12-1, and one, but our only loss came to Clemson, who's, like, more than likely going to go undefeated. Yeah, so at you, Yeah, yeah <laughs> at, also at Clemson. So you can mm-hmm. use that, like, you know, as a good case to get in the college football playoff. But if they lose this game to Auburn, then that's – pretty much it unless they can somehow find a way to you know get to the sec title game and beat alabama Mm -hmm. so which i don't know if they can do that either Uh, but yeah i think i think auburn's going it's going to be a tough environment but you know these true freshman quarterbacks they it's amazing what they can do you keep thinking like oh they're gonna you know 
They're going to crumble under pressure. Like, this is going to be the game. Blah, blah, blah. They're not going to keep up their run of success. But I, I think he'll be able to do it. I, I, I have faith in him that he can do it. Okay. Um, and like I said, and if not, like if, if he ha- doesn't have the best game, I think Auburn has a good enough team around them to pick them up. Like, it's not going to be as – they're not going to have to rely on him too much, yeah. I don't think. So, but yeah, that, that's – you're right. Another game that's going to be really good to watch. Yep. This is a lot better week. This is by far the yeah. best week of games. Well, that there's, seen. there's still another good game too on the uh, on tap later down. Yep. Uh, yeah, I didn't even see that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, how did I forget that? Um, <laughs> uh, the next one here, number fifteen, UCF at Pitt, and UCF's twelve and a half point favorites. I'm the only one with the Knights here, uh, just because I feel like they're the kind of team that keeps pouring it on, pouring the points on. I mean. They kind of have to because to really get recognized in the American and not, you know, being in a major conference, you have to win your out-of-conference games and you have to win them convincingly. So they, like, this is going to be particularly motivating since Pitt feels pretty good about almost beating Penn State last week. They got to go on the road. Um, It's luckily for UCF, though, it's not like the middle of the winter or anything, so they don't have, like that shock of playing in like 20 degree weather and stuff coming from Orlando. But, um, (laughs) so, but yeah, they, I think they'll win by more than two touchdowns. Um, I don't think Pitt's success that you could call against Penn state last week. I don't think that continues over. Um, so I, I think UCF's going to be motivated. I think they, they know they need to win by more than, and they got to keep winning these games by more than the spread to get to get people looking at them because people know they're going to win these games. They just need to see, oh wow, they won by thirty or forty or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, that's why I'm picking UCF here. Yeah, I think that scare against Penn State last week is the reason why I'm taking Pitt mainly because if they were on the road, I would easily take UCF in this. But I think because they're going to be playing you know, a home game in Pittsburgh. And it's going to, you know, for people out there who know this, Pittsburgh plays at Heinz Field, which is where the Steelers play. And I think this is going to be like a big motivating game for the Pittsburgh fan base because the Steelers are off to a really bad start right now. So why not have, you know, a game against a ranked opponent in college football to get excited about and go to. So I think the Pittsburgh fans are going to be energized. I don't think they're going to win. But I think it's going to be a close. Like I think UCF will probably win by a touchdown, and I think Pitt's going to give them more. I don't think they're expecting. Like I think they're probably thinking in their head that that game against Penn State, all that was just a fluke. Like Penn State, it wasn't. You know, they didn't play up to their potential. So I think Pitt is going to shock UCF as well. Okay. All right. The next one on top here, number twenty-two, Washington at BYU. Washington six point favorite. Somehow BYU always finds their way in these games. I don't know. <laughs> like they, they've been on this list all but one week. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I've got Washington here. You okay there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <in my> throat. <laughs> um, and then Connor and Nate have BYU, but I this is where BYU's magic ends. I mean, Washington is still a a, a high powered team. Uh, six points I feel like is not enough for me to take BYU if it were double digits I would probably take BYU but uh, I really 
don't think this one will be that close. I think Washington will win, but they're not going to blow them out. It's just going to be one of those games that is going to be – Washington's just going to control it the whole time and, uh, and win by 10, 13, 14 points, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was one week after not being high on Washington. You're high on Washington again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing we forgot to mention that we're talking about a little bit more in detail is that Nate actually picked against his college. He picked against UCF in that previous matchup and picked Pitt. That's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I think BYU will be able to keep it up. I think I think Washington, like you know, they aside from last week, they really haven't put up very uh, impressive performances. That like you know that everybody was expecting them to, and I mean BYU has come out. I mean they have the win against uh, Tennessee, which doesn't look terribly impressive right now. Um, but I mean you know going going and beating U- USC like I know that was in Utah also, but like at university. But I mean they gave Utah a game as well. Like the it doesn't look like it on the score sheet, but they were mm-hmm. hanging with Utah for quite a while. So I think they can still. I think they are in the make in the makings to be a top twenty-five team. So that's why yeah. I've got them uh, covering the spread here. I think they'll probably. It, it'll. I mean, it's another case where I think it'll either be Washington winning by a field goal or BYU winning the game. Okay. All right. So our next one here, uh, SMU Southern Methodist University at Texas Christian University. So. <laughs> A lot of uh, it's the religious war here, but um, <laughs> so TCU is ranked 25 and they're nine point favorites. We've all got them, and they they won by a lot more against Purdue than people were expecting. So that's why they moved up to the top 25. That's why they've got the nine point favorites title, and I think they'll win by more than nine. Their defense is pretty good. It just seems like like they're going to win by more than nine points and this SMU is not a great, going to be great competition. Yeah. That seems like a bit of a low spread to me, nine points. And it's in TCU. Yeah. Yeah. And after how they performed against Purdue last week. Mm -hmm. All right. So Oregon at Stanford, uh, this game used to mean a lot more than it's going to mean now back, uh, maybe 10 years ago. This was, (laughs) the deciding game for the Pac-12, really, between Oregon and Stanford. And Oregon is ranked 16. They're 10-point favorites, and we've all got Oregon. Uh, They've just got the better quarterback, really, Justin Herbert. Um, Even though it's at Stanford, we all think Oregon's going to easily win this, especially after Stanford's performance against UCF. They didn't they didn't inspire that much confidence. Well, they, they didn't look very good against USC either. So, I mean, yeah. you know, they were ranked to start the year, but we were all talking about how we didn't think they deserved uh, to be in the top 25, and they've kind of proved it through the first three weeks. So, yeah. All right, so Old Dominion at number 21, Virginia. Virginia's 30.5-point favorites. We've all got Virginia. Um, normally, I would actually, with this being 30.5 points, I would normally – think pick old dominion but virginia is not bad i mean they're not like as bad as you would think virginia would be they're not known as a college football powerhouse they're known more called to basketball but uh 
at home, 30 and a half points, I think, is reasonable for them to cover. Uh, so that's why I'm going with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So UNCC, I think that's University that is the, the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, Charlotte. Um, at Clemson. So obviously Clemson's going to win this, but they're 41 and a half point favorites. And I'm the only one with Clemson. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they win by 42. I mean, that's like, that's how these games are going to, they're either going to win by 40 or 42. Like that's, you know, that's how they, how good these people come up with these odds. But uh, I just feel like they're going to, you know, win it by more than that, but wouldn't be shocked if they win by only 40 and I get screwed over here. Someone's getting screwed (laughs) over. I'm telling you that right now. Someone's going to get screwed over by this game. It's going to be close, but Yeah, I, I mean, I think Charlotte's offense is what's going to keep them in the game for me. Like, I saw them playing against Appalachian State. Like, their defense is atrocious. Yeah. But I think their offense is going to put up enough points to keep them within that spread. All right. So, Oklahoma State at number 12, Texas. Texas five-point favorites. We've all got Texas. And this was one where we were surprised at how it was only a five-point spread in this game. And because uh, Oklahoma State's not ranked, and it's in Austin, so with those two things combined, Texas is still a good enough team to win this. I know it's the Big Twelve, and there's going to be a lot of points put up, but uh, I feel like Texas has got a better offense, just a, probably just a better team overall. So they should win by more than five, um, and then. Here's the actually game of the season for uh, for Nate and uh, not Nate. I mean uh, Eric and Connor. Nate didn't make his college football biggest game of the season, but uh, number seven Notre Dame and number three Georgia play. Uh, they played a couple years ago, and Georgia won in a pretty dramatic fashion uh, in Notre Dame, and now they've got to go to Athens, and I think that's why the spread is up to 13 and a half, but still a three versus seven matchup for it to be a 13 and a half point spread is pretty, is pretty weird. I think that's why I've got Notre Dame. And I think that's why Connor's got him too. Nate's got Georgia. He's the lone one with Georgia, but for a three versus seven matchup to be given 13 and a half, 13 and a half points, I think is too many. I still think Georgia wins, but the, I don't like Georgia's not, was not my college football playoff pick. Um, and the reason I think that is I just don't think they're as good of a team as they were the year they made the playoffs. I think they're more close to the team of last year's Georgia than uh, two years ago, Georgia. But Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. I think that spread's too large. Like I yeah. do still think Georgia's going to win the game, but 13.5 points just seems too much. Yeah. All right, so Colorado at Arizona State. Arizona State ranked 24th after their win against Michigan State. Seven and a half point favorites. Uh, Nate is the only one picking Arizona State. Uh, Connor and I both have Colorado. I think this is like an overreaction thing. Arizona State, yes, for some reason they they seem to play really well against Michigan State, but yeah, they beat like, them last year too. <laughs> yeah, but then it just seems to fall apart after that. I think. Seven and a half points is kind of crazy. Uh, I know it's in, it's going to be in, uh, I think Tempe, Arizona is where they play, but 
Uh, I mean, Colorado, they've, they're no, they're nothing to slouch at. Um, so I, I think they could win the game, but seven and a half for sure. I'll take. Yeah. Well, with, especially considering that Arizona state only put up 10 points last week. I mean, I know they're <laughs> playing Michigan state, but, yeah. and the fact that like, it was really, you know, a lot of fluky things that were going on at the end of that game. So, yeah. uh, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, UCLA at number 19, Washington State. Washington State, 18 and a half points. We've all got the Cougars. Um, UCLA is just not good. I mean, they're <laughs> they're the bottom of their conference, Pac-12. Uh, so being at Washington State, I think they should win. They should cover the 18 and a half, uh, but probably not by that much, just because it's still UCLA. But I don't know. I I've picking Washington State. Gardner yeah. Minshew went there, so I got to pick that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got our plus one game of the week here. App State, that's Connor School, against North Ooh. Carolina. This will be... Uh, yeah, my, 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 this is my my two favorite teams going against each other. Yeah. I'll let you... I mean, we've all got App State, but I'll let you just say they're, you know these teams better than anybody else. So Yeah, I mean, I was... Making a joke because UNC and App kind of have this home for home thing going on. So I think I think it's two seasons from now UNC is going to be coming to App to play. And I was joking with a lot of people saying that it's like in both games I'm probably going to root for the road team because like this time since I'm still going to college here I'm going to root for App State for sure. But then like when they come back when UNC comes up <laughs> to Boone for the game I'm probably going to root for UNC because I'm going to be graduated by then. So. I'm going to go back to primarily rooting for UNC, I think. <clears throat> but, I mean, this game, it's all going to depend on the defensive play in this game because both teams have tremendous offenses. I mean, Zach Thomas is a great young quarterback for App State. He's, I mean, our offense is, we put up 42 points in the first week, 50, 56 points last week. Um, and App State, like, they've got a good duo with Zach Thomas and Darrington Evans as the running back. Evans is rushed for over 300 yards already like through the first two games so and then you the trick for unc is going to be um can it's another freshman quarterback a true freshman quarterback with sam howell can he keep up what he's been doing because unc kind of came back to reality last week they were looking like the old they were looking you know looked like mac brown had gotten them back into form over the first two weeks but then they kind of came back to planet earth last week against wake forest when they lost i mean and they they went from having 48 votes for the top 25 to not getting a single vote this time around um so i think it's going to be a tough game for app state i remember coming into this season i was really confident thinking app state was going to win because i thought unc was going to be their you know, three and nine self from last year. Uh, a bit more cautious this time, which is like, I like the three and a half point spread, but I think App State gets it done. As long as the defense doesn't uh, crumble too much, I think the offense is just going to overpower the Tar Heels and they're not going to be able to keep up. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, though, you probably won't be too upset no matter the result. I mean, you know, yeah. someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. You like them both. So it's you yeah. Know. I would be I would be a little m- bit more upset than usual this year just because I think this is apps this year is App State's best chance to go undefeated this year. Yeah. Because okay. obviously you know last year we played Penn State and the year before we played Georgia, so I knew for sure we weren't going mm-hmm. to. But this year with our out of conference opponents being UNC and South Carolina, 
Like yeah. this is the best chance we have since I I don't know who our non-conference opponents are next year, but mm-hmm. and the and this is season three of me being here, so I think this is so far our best chance to go undefeated. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, I mean I also agree with with him. I think App State will win the game, but uh, moving on to the NFL here, the Thursday night game we've got a split between the Jaguars and the Titans. Obviously, I'm picking the Jaguars. I mean, why not? Uh, <laughs> Eric, however, a Jaguars fan, is picking Tennessee. And Nate, who the Jaguars are like his second favorite team, is picking the Titans as well. Connor is the only one, other one taking the Jags. Um, obviously, I can't, be, I can't be unbiased here, but I just feel like this is, this is like the perfect, you know, type of game night game first night game for the Jaguars at home in four years uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a great atmosphere and even with the Ramsey stuff going on um I don't think that impacts the team uh people overblow that sort of stuff oh it's disrupting the team but really I don't think teams get distracted until the end of the year when they're you know definitely going to be having a losing season that's i think when people get distracted and teams really get distracted but this is still week three i'll change it here it says week two but it's really week three (laughs) so i mean team is like mathematically still very you know good chance to make it but uh and this is a must-win game too for jacksonville tennessee really needs to win this but it's not a must win for them since they've already got a win so far and yeah, I think the desperation, I think the rivalry of the teams being at home is gonna, you know, be beneficial for Jacksonville. And they do seem to beat Tennessee in these night games at home in the past. Like it seems like they always get paired up against Tennessee at not for these night games. They seem to win at home, but they can never win in Nashville. But um but I, I expect I expect a win tonight. So I, I really do. I'm not locking it. I'm so <laughs> don't jinx it by locking yeah, it. Yeah, not 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 locking for a while, guys. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, Connor's more unbiased. So I'll let him him say. Why yeah, I, I think this is going to be a defensive struggle, kind of like Jacksonville's game against Houston last week. I think this is going to be another defensive struggle, which it's why I'm still confident about starting Tennessee's defense in our fantasy league, even though I've, I've picked Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I don't think either team's going to put up a lot of points, so I'm not, you know, I'm not too concerned about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of energy. I mean, especially since the Jaguars, like you said, they're desperate for a win. And so, and the fans are, I mean, the fans are going to be loud. It's going to be hard for Tennessee. And the question is, can Marcus Mariota, you know, can he keep his role going? Because again, it's another team that kind of came back to reality. You know, they looked so dominant in that win against Cleveland in week one. Everybody's thinking, man, we really misjudged the Titans. Like maybe we should have been picking them to win the AFC South (laughs) all along. And then they go and lose to Jacoby Brissett and the Colts, with also with Adam Vinatieri missing extra points all over the place. In Nashville, too. Yeah, in Nashville. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't I, – I think Tennessee kind of came back to reality. They're showing uh, who they really are. And, you know, if you guys remember in the AFC South special, I was the only the – I picked Jacksonville third in the AFC South, but I picked Tennessee fourth. Yeah. So, 
I think, and I think Gardner Minshew is going to keep taking those steps to advance more. And I, Jacksonville just has the better defense. I mean, if it's, if it's kind of come down to a defensive struggle, then I, I'm always going to give it to Jacksonville because their defense is way better. All right. Uh, so then the next game here, Cincinnati at Buffalo. And unanimous decision between all of us picking Buffalo. Uh, it's kind of crazy that Buffalo, I think, is going to be starting out 3-0 and this season. Um, I mean, obviously, you got to look at who they've played. But still, that's... You know, that's encouraging. That's good. You know, I'm sure your dad uh, is pretty happy with how things are going right now, being one of the only like seven teams undefeated. Uh, But uh, at home against Cincinnati, very winnable game. Cincinnati hasn't shown me anything that says that they'll win this. So, uh, so yeah, I've, I've got the bills for that reason. So. Yeah, it's it's going to be I, – I don't see any reason to pick against Buffalo in this game. I mean – and if you got to remember, you know, you look at, oh, they beat the Jets, but they also beat the Jets when they still had Sam Darnold too and uh, when C.J. Mosley was playing most of that mm-hmm. game. So – yeah, and then, like, the Bills, the Bills are a tough team to beat at home. But, yeah, I'm not I'm, – my dad's like this too. He's not getting too optimistic yet because he knows they haven't played anybody too good yeah. yet. So – but like I said, next week is going to be their big test when they have their home game against New England. Yeah. If they can perform good in that or not. All right. So Miami at Dallas. Uh, we've all got Dallas. I'm not picking Miami <laughs> again. <Are> you sure? <laughs> I, said, I said that was probably the one time I'll take Miami was that week. And, uh, I mean, obviously, I want Miami to win. I, I'll be rooting for them. But – Josh Rosen, it'll be his first start as a Dolphin. Um, I mean, this is just at Dallas. Like, there's no way Dallas is going to lose this. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, three of us have them in survival. Obviously, Nate picked them, la- picked Dallas last week, so he can't use them again. But this is our survival pick. And I think on the NFL, they're the Yahoo Survival 25K Challenge. 70% of people have Dallas, which is crazy. You never see someone have, be picked 70% by... Yeah, the most, you, the most you see is like 25 or 30%. Yeah. So that, that just tells you enough. If Miami wins, I mean, it's going to be like... It's going to be like a mass <laughs> extinction of those people on Survival League. Like It's going to be an extinction week if Miami wins. <laughs> they're probably, they're probably going to you know hold some kind of parade in Miami if they win that game. <laughs> Yeah, well, people are really going to be considering, you know, Rosen as the starter moving forward. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if they're able to win that. And then there's going to be huge questions in Dallas. Um, yeah, because yeah. many so, people think they could be a, you know, a Super Bowl contender this year. So yep. if you're going and losing to Miami, that immediately knocks you down the totem pole. <laughs> uh, the next game here, Denver at Green Bay. We've all got Green Bay. And... You know, Kyle, this is – see, we've all got Green Bay here. You don't have to keep telling me about that <laughs> <laughs> since this is uh, this is the first time any of us has picked Green Bay to win a game this year, but they're 2-0. Um, if it was in Denver, I'd pick Denver, but being in Green Bay, they should win this. Denver's 0-2, and they lost to the team that Green Bay beat in Chicago. I, I don't think Denver is going to be – really competing for this at all. And their season's probably over after yeah. this week. 
but well, especially if Green Bay's defense can keep it up. I mean, you know, if they if they can keep it up, then I see no reason why. As long as Aaron, because Aaron Rodgers, the other thing about him is that he gets the ball out of his hand really quickly. So, you know, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb aren't going to have time to get to him. That's true to, to yep. sack him. So, all right. So Atlanta at Indy is the next game, and Eric, the only one taking the Colts here, which I'm kind of surprised with, but. Uh, Atlanta, they still haven't looked great. I mean, Matt Ryan threw a couple of interceptions in that last win against Philly. But the only way I can see really Indy winning this game is just because they're at home. But Atlanta's got the better team, I think. Uh, They definitely got a better quarterback. But, I mean, Matt Ryan hasn't played great this year. I don't think you feel too confident about him being the (laughs) MVP. Uh, I mean, you still might feel okay with them being your Super Bowl team, but as far as MVP, I don't think he's on pace for that at all. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys probably feel the same way about Wentz right yeah, now too. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> Eric, yeah. Eric's the Eric's the only one feeling good right now with Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes is probably the front runner right now. So, but either him or Brady. <laughs> yeah, and there's still a lot of season left. But uh, we we both got the Falcons. I think we both think they're better teams than the Colts are. So, yeah. all right. And then also you got to think, too, I mean, Vin and Terry could easily miss, you know, a few little <laughs> extra point there. So that could cost them. Uh, Baltimore at Kansas City. This is going to be a really good game. We've all got Kansas City, but there are two undefeated teams meeting up in Arrowhead. Uh, that's mainly a reason why I'm picking Kansas City. If this was in Baltimore, I actually would might – I actually would pick Baltimore, but uh, because Kansas City's defense isn't that great, uh, Baltimore, I think, will be able to put up points, and then that's why this is going to be a game. It's just, I think Kansas City is just going to put up more points than, uh, than Baltimore. I mean, obviously, I've got them winning, but I think Kansas City is just going to, Baltimore's got a good defense, but still do not start Baltimore's defense in my fantasy <laughs> weeks. I'll warn you right now. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to get their points. Uh, so we even without Tyreek Hill, this offense is still putting up lots of points. I guess they only put up 28 against Oakland, but to say that is only 28 says something about them. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I do think this game's going to be a lot closer than uh, some people might predict. But it, it's I mean, it's all going to come down to Baltimore's defense mm-hmm. because I mean, I'm really waiting for a week when Lamar Jackson has to play against like a good defense <laughs> because yeah. so far he's gotten to play Miami and Arizona. And like this week they're playing Kansas city who also doesn't have the greatest defense in the world. Oh. So I'm, I'm waiting to see, you know, if Lamar Jackson having to play a good defense to see if he really is legit. Yeah. I, I mean, they're playing, they're playing Cleveland next week and Cleveland's got a good defense. So I think that's going to be his first test. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think KC is just going to outscore Baltimore. But I do think it's going to be a lot closer than most people would guess. Yeah. Uh, the next one here, Oakland at Minnesota. We've all got Minnesota. Um, it's in Minnesota. That's a big, big point to make here. And Minnesota hasn't impressed me as much as I thought they would. Uh, but Oakland is still Oakland. Um, Josh Jacobs is a little bit banged up, unsure if he's going to be playing or if he's going to have as big of a role as he's had before. 
So that's a big part of their offense. And uh, Minnesota's got a really good defense. They should be able to hold Oakland to to very few points. And then Dalvin Cook's been been really good for him so far. So they're really relying on him. And I feel like I feel like they're just gonna run the ball, chew up the clock, and then play great defense and and win the game. That's gonna be their formula for this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So New York Jets at New England. Uh, we've all got New England. It's <laughs> the only thing you would really want to discuss here is like who's got the better chance of winning, New England or Dallas? Like, I mean, like <laughs> I the Jets is Dar. Do you know if Darnold's playing this uh, week? I, mm, uh, let me Google that really quick. I don't know. I've I heard don't... that he. I've heard that he's better. Like I saw this thing. Yeah. It was like on the article that talked about Trevor Simeon's like uh, injury. It was like Trevor Simeon out for the season. Sam Darnold better. <laughs> so okay, I well, don't I, I don't I think he's still pretty questionable to play. Yeah, I don't think he's playing this week, so they're gonna have Luke Falk versus Tom Brady. Um Yeah. <laughs> New England I mean New England's easily gonna win this in New England. It's not even gonna be close. Uh Detroit at Philly is the next game, and this'll be pretty good. Um Connor's the only one that took Detroit. I took Philly, and I'm a little bit worried because of the injuries Philly's got, but if it was in Detroit, I would take the Lions, but I'm taking the Eagles at home here. I think this is going to be the week where their defense finally shows up. Um, Their defense hasn't looked good at all the first two weeks, and this is going to be a good chance for them to do so because Detroit's not – putting up a ton of points. I mean, they only they won their last game 13 to 10 against the Chargers. So, this is a chance for Philly's defense to have a great game. And so I I don't think they're going to need to rely on their offense as much as if they were playing like Kansas City or something like that. So, yeah, I've got Detroit for mainly all, you know, you've got Philly for defensive reasons. Mm-hmm. I've got Detroit for defensive reasons. I mean, they they managed to hold Philip Rivers and the Chargers to 10 points, which, I mean, you know, with the way that Austin Eckler had been playing, you know, you'd think, oh, well, they don't have Melvin Gordon. Well, you know, Austin Eckler was playing just as good the first couple of weeks, and they contained them to 10 points. So, And I'm not too concerned about the 10 points or the 13 points they scored against the Chargers because the Chargers do have a good defense too. Um, and also the fact that the Lions really should be 2-0 and right now. I mean, they had that huge breakdown against mm-hmm. the Cardinals in the fourth quarter. So that's yeah. why I'm pretty confident about Detroit and also the injuries on Philadelphia. I think I think Detroit is going to – I think that's. I think it will be a shock. Like, this is my – I, I kind of have two upset picks this week, but I think this is, this is my first of two upset yeah. picks. All right, and then – Carolina at Arizona. I'm the only one with Carolina here. Uh, I there's still Arizona's defense is still really bad. I know Cam's not going to be playing, and I don't even remember the name of their quarterback, but because it's, <laughs> it's not uh, Greer, I know somebody else. No, it's I've Kyle Allen, it. right? That's it. I think so. I've yeah. lost his name too. <laughs> um, but still, I think this is going to be a McCaffrey game. Start McCaffrey in your fantasy leagues. Um, he's going to get a lot of it, of their offense. And I feel like Carolina's defense is going to still play well enough 
to limit Arizona's offense, and Arizona's defense is not going to be able to limit Carolina's offense as well. Uh, but I, it's in Arizona. It's possible. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Arizona wins, but I think Carolina's got to win this. I mean, I think they're, they had higher hopes than Arizona did for the season, so they're going to be playing more desperate because Arizona, no one expected them to do anything this year. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, they've got I a better think, coach too, I think. So, yeah, I think the Cardinals, I think the Panthers are in trouble without Cam Newton. I mean, we saw how they played last year when Cam Newton got injured. I mean, even with having McCaffrey on the team, they didn't. They looked awful, and I mean. I don't know. I don't know if Carolina's defense is going to be able to stop Kyler Murray. I mean, he threw for 300 yards on Baltimore, which I don't think anybody saw that coming. So, I mean, he he put it. He threw for 300 on Baltimore, and he threw for 300 on Detroit, who just held Philip Rivers to 10 points. So, I mean, Kyler Murray is looking legit so far, and I don't know. I don't know if that's going to translate into too much success because, like Zach said, the rest of the team really isn't that good. But this mm-hmm. week against a Carolina team that's going to be missing Cam Newton uh, and in Arizona. I have to give the edge to to Arizona. Okay. Uh, New York Giants at Tampa Bay. Uh, We've all got Tampa winning this game. And, I mean, it's a rookie's first start. I mean, I know I picked Minshew in his first start to win, but Daniel Jones, is. I don't think he's very good. (laughs) I mean, he had that big preseason, but I never take anything in the preseason seriously. <laughs> so he's going to actually play a play against a team starting defense. And Todd Bowles has actually done a good job with this defense. Um, he's done a lot better than they were originally from last year. Uh, Arian seems to be, I mean, Winston had a pretty good game against Carolina. So Tampa's got offensive weapons. The Giants, they still don't have a good team. I mean, there's no, they don't have really receivers to throw to. Um, Daniel Jones, you know, they're going to be blitzing him a lot. You know, Todd Bowles has got like, he's got in his binders of like playbooks and stuff, he's got like their rookie quarterback book, and he's going to pull that out. And he's got his plays against uh, Daniel Jones. He's going to make him uncomfortable. He's going to turn the ball over. And I think. Tampa's going to win this just fine. I I mean, I'd, I'd actually be pretty surprised if the Giants win this. Yeah, I mean, Saquon Barkley can't carry them to every victory. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this one, they really aren't going to be able to. I mean, I'm, I'm still in shock that they made that move to go to Daniel Jones. I mean, because again, like, I don't think Eli's the reason why they've been losing these games. It's like, because of course the, the blame always wants to go to the quarterback, but it's like, you know, why not start looking at like I think most of the blame should go to the Giants defense. Like especially yeah. in week one, they couldn't stop Dallas at all. I mean, it was embarrassing how many points they let Dallas score on them. And then you know last week they let Josh Allen and Buffalo go for twenty eight points. So it's and Buffalo's got a good defense. So I'm not going to knock them for scoring only scoring fourteen on Buffalo's defense. Mm-hmm. So I, it, that was a major shock to me. So. Yeah, and like I'm with you. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to have a very productive first game. I mean, Tampa's defense is a lot better than I gave them credit for. So, yeah. All right. So Houston at the Los Angeles Chargers. This one's good because they're two pretty similar teams right now, one and one. And 
we we've got a split here. So Connor and myself both picked Houston, and then Eric and Nate picked the Chargers. Um, I just think Houston's. I well, actually, with this pick, I'm more down on the Chargers than I am down on the Texans. I'm down on both of them. Well, to be fair, I fin- I picked the Texans to finish last, so I kind of expected this from them. <laughs> but well, I, think, I think I think you were looking for you're more down on the Chargers than you are high on the Texans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the I mean, I know it's I know it's going to be a West Coast game for Houston, but still, uh, the Chargers have not inspired great amount of confidence in me to pick them in this game, and. That's I'm mainly just disappointed in them. I know they've got injuries and stuff they're dealing with, but I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if uh, if the Chargers win. But I just felt like Houston will win this. So yeah, I think it's mainly for me after the way that Houston played against New Orleans, like a healthy New Orleans team, how they almost and like really should have won that game. It makes them, you know, I find it hard to pick against them. And the Chargers are like. You know, we always talk about teams playing at home. The Chargers probably have, like, the, you know... Yeah. I don't know what word I'm looking for here, but, like, they don't have home field advantage. I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, levels of home field advantage, the Chargers would be last place on that list because they're playing in some crappy soccer stadium that only holds, like, 30,000 people, and it's not even sold out most of the time. It seems like there's always more fans from the other team there. Yeah. That never really factors into the Chargers game. So, yeah, I gotta. I think Houston will be just fine this game. I mean, yeah. as long as they can protect Deshaun Watson somewhat, I think they'll be okay. Because I think their defense is going to shut down the Chargers. Yeah. I think I think that we're really going to start to see the Chargers missing Melvin Gordon this week. Like, we, didn't, we forgot about it after week one. Mm-hmm. But I think this week, you know, especially if they lose this game, then those questions are going to start coming back. Like, they really miss Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And the next game here, Pittsburgh at San Francisco. Connor's the only one taking Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's there's no bias at all on that pick. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I think San Francisco's going to win this. Pittsburgh's down with Big Ben. You know, they don't have him anymore. And uh, they looked so dominant against Cincinnati. I know it's at Cincinnati, but still, uh, San Francisco's been a pleasant surprise so far. And Pittsburgh hasn't performed the way I thought they would. So I'll let Connor explain it, see if it's all a bias or he's got some (laughs) some stuff behind it. This is is really the last chance I'm going to give Pittsburgh, honestly. I was was considering picking uh, San Francisco in this game, but... I mean, what I like about what Pittsburgh's doing right now is that they recognize that they have a young, you know, I mean, he's not a rookie, but they realize they have a young quarterback who doesn't have much in-game experience. So what do they go and do to help fix a struggling offense? Well, they go out and make a trade for an all-pro defender. They're working on building up their defense. And I remember the year that the Steelers won, it was 2005, in that Super Bowl against the Seahawks, the year they won that, the Steelers' offense really wasn't that good. I mean, Roethlisberger wasn't playing great that year. I mean, Jerome Bettis was having, you know, that was like his last year, so they weren't having a good running game. But they, how'd they get there? They had the number one defense. 
So I think if they continue to work up their defense like this, and you know, if Minka Fitzpatrick gels with the secondary the way I think he will, then it's going to be hard for Jimmy G and the 49ers to score points on them. And I think that's going to that's what the Steelers need right now. Because for the past couple of seasons, they've been relying on the offense putting up 30 or 40 points a game. And, you know, because the defense has been mediocre at best. So now they're going to try and go the opposite route. They're going to have that good defense to where the offense only needs to put up 20 or so points in the game to win. So this is going to be like, this is the prove it week, right? Especially for me. Like if they lose this game, then I'm probably not going to be picking them too much for the rest of the season unless like except for you know when we're playing Cincinnati and stuff like that (laughs) but if we win this game then it's going to change my outlook on the season because I explained last episode how I'm not too optimistic but if we can win this game then it's gonna I'll start to get a little bit more optimistic (laughs) yeah all right the next uh next game here the last of the four o'clocks 425s uh New Orleans at Seattle and Nate and I have New Orleans, Eric and Connor have Seattle. The reason I'm picking New Orleans here is I'm not sold on Seattle. They've won their two games by a combined three points, like I talked about last episode. Uh, And New Orleans, while they don't have Drew Brees, I still think it's going to be interesting with their two quarterback set. They're going to use Teddy Bridgewater as the starter, but they're going to have two quarterbacks play the game, which I think is going to be really hard for Seattle to prepare for, uh, since they don't really know who they're going to be, who's going to be throwing the ball for New Orleans. And I think, I think that uh, Sean Payton's offense, even without Drew Brees, is going to be dynamic enough for them to put up a lot of points in this. And I, I'm still not sold on Seattle. If they win this game, I'll feel a little bit better about them, but. Uh, I know it's in Seattle, but still, I'm. The Saints need this. Uh, they they need to stay around 500 for when Breeze comes back to to make the playoff push. But uh, I think this is a winnable game for them, and I think the first one with the Bridgewater um, Taysom Hill duo to be the most troubling in their face. So. That's why I've got New Orleans. Yeah, I've. This is mainly <clears throat> based on the fact that Seattle's at home. I mean, yeah. If Drew Brees was playing, then I would easily pick New Orleans. But without Drew Brees, I I don't know. It's going to be interesting just for a week for New Orleans to get into a groove with this offense that they're going to run with Bridgewater and Hill, and also I mean the fact that you know Seattle is virtually unbeatable at home sometimes. I mean, it's crazy what their record at home has been over the past few seasons. I think Russell Wilson's going to have another good game. Um, So that's why I've got Seattle. Okay. Uh, Sunday night game, the Rams at the Browns. And Nate is the only one taking the Browns. I'm guessing this is mainly just because of how high he was of them to win the AFC North. And he's, you know, trying to defend that by picking them to win this (laughs) game against the Rams here. Uh, but no, I I think the Rams are going to win this. The Rams have looked looked pretty good. Uh, their first two weeks, I mean, they've they've actually played competition too. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. They played Carolina, but they played New Orleans in the last well, game. Well, uh, they played they played Carolina with an uninjured Cam Newton. Yeah. Okay. So an uninjured Cam, but then New Orleans with an 
injured Breeze. I guess it's 50-50, but still, um, I they're not having a post-Super Bowl collapse like I thought they might have had where they really would struggle. Goff has struggled, but their running game is still really good. Their defense is pretty good, and I'm just not sold on Cleveland. Baker doesn't seem to be having as good of a season as he had before as in his rookie season, and Cleveland, it's getting to be all the drama and stuff. This is impacting them. I mean, Odell Beckham with his watch and stuff, all the questions about that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just – and then the story about their former defensive coordinator, uh, how he wanted to – he told his players to injure Odell in a preseason game or something like that or go for Odell, <laughs> hit him hard and stuff like that. I This just – I'm I'm picking the safe bet here with the Rams. This is a safe pick. That's what I'm going with. Last week I went with a lot of risky ones. Going safe here with the Rams. So I honestly think the Rams are gonna win this game pretty handily. Like yeah. I think I mean Baker Mayfield looked really bad when he I mean they were and they were playing the Jets last week. I mean if you can only put up twenty three points against this Jets squad right now, then what are you gonna do against the Rams when they got when Aaron Donald's coming after you and you know, you got a much better secondary. So, I, yeah, I don't think, and like, because there were throws that I was watching that game, and Baker Mayfield was just not making accurate throws. I mean, Jarvis Landry would be, or like Odell, one of the two of them would be wide open, and he would just throw it like way over their head. And I'm like, yeah. like, come on, man, I can make those throws. <laughs> so, I think the Rams are going to win it quite easily, actually. Maybe like, okay. you know, a couple touchdowns. All right, Chicago at Washington. Uh, Eric and I have the Bears and then Connor and Nate picking the Redskins um, I've got the Bears just because of their defense uh, their offense still isn't great but their defense is superb that's why I think they're going to win this I don't think Washington is going to be able to put up enough points I know Washington's and then another thing too actually their defense hasn't been as good as I thought they would have been so that's why I've got the Bears. Um, but it is at Washington, so that could be an upset. Like, you and Nate, I was surprised that two people picked an upset. I thought there would just be one. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can you can explain your second big upset here of the week. Yeah, I think it's mainly going to be because if I'm looking at how Chicago played last week, like, they're going on the road again. I know Washington's not another one of those places that is not very intimidating to go into FedEx field. Mm -hmm. But I think it's mainly because I think, you know, Chicago barely beat Denver last week. I mean, honestly, I know like they should have lost that game probably. I mean, if it wasn't for Flacco throwing that interception on that first drive, then it's likely the Broncos would have been ahead by Mm -hmm. two scores. So yeah. And I think Washington has a better offense than Denver with Adrian Peterson at you know running the football and I think um, I think what's what's his name why can't I think of his name right now <laughs> the Washington quarterback oh Keenum Case, yeah that's yeah. Right. Case Keenum I think Case Keenum is you know I think he's kind of on the same level as Joe Flacco but I don't think he I don't, he doesn't make as many mistakes as Flacco does he's one of those quarterbacks that like you know he's not going to put up big numbers but he's also not going to throw interceptions. In crucial moments, he's kind of like a Tyrod Taylor esque quarterback. Like yeah, he's not okay. he's not mobile, but like 
you know, he's not going to make mistakes, but he's also not going to put up numbers. So I'm just going to give a very slight edge to Washington. I know this was a lot of people picked Chicago in survival this week, but um, yeah, I'll go with Washington. Mm-hmm. So here's our survival on the screen here. Like we said before, the three of us cousins are picking Dallas since we didn't pick them before. And then Nate is going to Tennessee. And I hope he's wrong with that one. I really do. I'm not sure why he, he went with them as a survival one. but Yeah, because it uh, seems like a pretty up-in-the-air game. I don't know mm-hmm. why you'd do that. But maybe he's taking a risk and hoping it'll pay off. Yeah, I would have thought he would take New England or something. But okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. So we we want to share our Clutch Crew Fantasy League matchups and rosters for this upcoming week. As you see here, I'm playing the ranting podcasters. That's Eric. No rant for this episode. He's not here, but that's his name. <laughs> and then Catanzaro's leg is Connor. He's got Red Squad. <laughs> so... Um, these are two pretty big games, but and then Nate is playing uh, Paul's team down here. But this is really a big week, especially between the first two matchups uh, with myself and Eric and then Connor and Red uh, here in the standings. Connor really needs a win. And his yeah, I got screwed division. last week by Roethlisberger getting hurt. Yeah. And I would have won had I just started Russell Wilson instead. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and then down here in the other division that I'm in, uh, I'm the only undefeated team in that division, and Eric is one and one. So that's a big game between the two of us. And then Connor gets a chance to take down the number one team right now, Red Squad. So and then Nate plays a division rival, Paul's team. They're both one and one, so that's also going to be a big game for separation. And uh, some other games here. Eleven Disciples plays Alan Spirit. So the bottom team in my division going up against an average team in the other division right now. And then X marks the spot in backdoor shenanigans in my division are playing. That's also pretty big as they're both one and one. So the standings are really tight right now. I mean, they look identical almost with the wins, losses, two and oh, and then everybody else is one and one. Most people are one and one right now. But, uh, let me click on my matchup with Eric and show you guys our roster comparisons. And you guys can decide who you think will win. And Connor's going to give his pick on this. And then I'll pick mm-hmm. his game with Red. And so these are the starting lineups. Quarterback, Carson Wentz versus Lamar Jackson. I'm going to give the edge to Lamar Jackson in this. Uh because the Kansas City defense. And then Juju Smith-Schuster against Odell Beckham. I'm going to give the edge to Odell. I think we'll get a little bit more points, but that's pretty close, I think. And then Boyd and Cooper. Yeah, I'll give I'll give Cooper. Playing yeah. Miami. <laughs> Playing Miami. The only problem is, is like, is it is the points getting spread around? Is are they going to run Zeke a lot? Like you don't, I, they're going to get points, but I just don't know how it's going to be. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be an easy easy opponent, but still, 
Miami actually has a pretty good cornerback, Xavier Howard, um, who will probably follow Cooper. So hopefully he shuts down Cooper and then they just throw to everybody else. But <laughs> we'll see. And then I Boyd is he did pretty good for me last week. I'll pull up the stats here. Ten targets, ten catches, 122 yards. I just want him to start getting touchdowns, but he's getting targets in the absence of AJ Green, which is which is important. So he he's been pretty good for me the past two weeks. And let me look at Cooper's stats. So Cooper's got actually a little bit less targets, but he's been getting touchdowns. Is the main difference. And then here's Odell's stats. He's been getting 11, 10 targets, seven, six catches. A lot of yards, mainly on that one big play. And then here's uh, Juju's less targets and no touchdowns yet. So he really uh, needs to have a big game because the 13 points, 13, 14 points, I want more from that from my number one receiver. And then here's where I think I take a clear edge with Alvin Kamara in this. Um with this new, with without Drew Brees, they're going to rely more on Kamara. He's only gotten 13 attempts the past two games, so I think that number is going to go up. And I don't think Seattle's got a great run defense either. And he's got Nick Chubb. Let's see how he's been doing. Getting more carries. He got a touchdown. But still, if you're going to pick Chubb or Kamara, most people are going to take Kamara, I think. And then Joe Mixon against Todd Gurley. This will be interesting. Mixon is coming off of the injury thing, so I'm actually not 100% sure if I'm going to keep him in there, but for now, I want him there. And he hasn't done great, but hopefully this is his first week where he actually can do something. And then Todd Gurley has been all right. I mean, that's not normal. That's low for Todd Gurley standards, but that's still better than Mixon's been doing. 11 and 15 points, guys. And then Mark Andrews, I'm really happy I've got him. He gets a lot of targets, and he catches a lot of balls, gets a lot of yards, gets a lot of touchdowns. I mean, he's probably the number one tight end in fantasy right now with the past two weeks. And then Eric Scott Hawkinson, who's like total boomer bust here (laughs) with his First two weeks, 25 points versus 1.7. And then the flexes, Marquise Brown, I picked up off the waivers. He's been getting a lot more targets here, 13 targets in that last game. And he's got a lot of yards, too. So I picked him up. Eric's got Chris Carson, who's got 15 carries every week. Average out that those two weeks, probably like 15 points. 16, maybe. And then the kickers don't really matter. I mean, like, you can't. Brett Maher versus Jake Elliott. Take it what you will. And then I've got Green Bay's defense going up against Denver. And he's got Seattle's defense going up against New Orleans. I I like Green Bay's defense a little bit more in that game than Seattle's. But, uh, but yeah, so, Connor, who, who would you pick between these two? I think... I have to pick Eric on this one. Um, like, there's a lot of areas here. Like, I think you have the advantage when it comes to the defense. Like, New Orleans is going to put up more mm-hmm. points than Denver will. Um, I think the issues, and obviously you have a tight end advantage too. 
I think that it, what's going to put Eric over the top, though, I think he's going to have a big quarterback advantage because, like, since I think Detroit's got a good defense, I think Lamar yeah. Jackson's going to put up a lot more points than Carson Wentz will. I think Amari Cooper against Miami. I mean, everybody has been blowing up Miami this week. Like, <laughs> we're going to get to that. Like, I'm going to be hurt by that by Dallas playing Miami this week too. Yeah. Um, but then also, I don't think I think you're going to have a tough time getting points from Tyler Boyd. Because they're playing Buffalo, who's got one of the best secondaries in the league. So, like, I think Mixon will get – it's going to rely on Mixon for you when mm-hmm. it comes to the two Cincinnati players because that's where Buffalo's weak is the run defense. Yeah. Um, and if Mixon can get healthy and play like he should, then that that might change. But when it comes to Boyd, I don't think he's going to put up any points. All um, right. And then I think the tight ends are going to be about even this week. Okay. So – I'm giving a very, very slight edge to Eric. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's projected to win by a few more, a few points. Uh, yeah. So let's look quickly at uh, your matchup against Red Squad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I because like I, I mean, I've, I think I've got the quarterback advantage because I mean, even though Buffalo's playing Cincinnati, yeah. I think Russell Wilson will put up more points. Uh, Julio Jones again, Michael Thomas. That's like I could really go either way. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams and Sammy. I think Sammy Watkins. I think 16 is a bit high for him going against Baltimore's yeah. defense. So I mean, Mike Williams has been hit or miss too. So we'll see how that goes. Duke Johnson versus. This is where I said I was going to get hurt by them playing Miami. Is he's got Ezekiel Elliott against Miami. Mm-hmm. So really looking, really worried about that. Um, I also think 18 points is too high for Austin Eckler against Houston. Yeah. I mean, because Kamara struggled a little bit against playing against Houston. Not too bad, but like at least early on, Houston was keeping him under wraps. And Eckler didn't definitely, do anything either. So, yeah, yeah, and, and Eckler's <laughs> definitely not on the level of those two guys. So, um, And then I've got a clear tight end advantage with Zach Ertz against mm-hmm. Evan Ingram. And then the, my one question mark is Marlon Mack. They don't know if he's going to play or not. So if I don't have Marlon Mack, then I'm, I guess I might have to roll with Carryon Johnson against Philadelphia in that slot. Um, and then Ken, then I think uh, he's got the defense advantage with Buffalo against mm-hmm. Cincinnati. So um, yeah, if, if, if I think I can definitely win if Ezekiel Elliott, like if Miami can get in his way for like yeah. five seconds. <laughs> then I think. Then I think I yeah, have. I agree. I think, yeah. I think I have the advantage, but that's what it's going to come down to because I could easily see Zeke putting up like forty points. So yeah, no, I, I definitely think I, I'm picking you to win this, even though you're a little bit of an underdog. I I agree. I think some of these projections on Red Squad are a little bit too high, to yeah. be honest. Um, so so I'm going with you in that too, and uh, we haven't done it in a while, but we'll do current events yeah. here. <laughs> Close it out real quick with these. Um, first news that this, I guess this probably doesn't come as too big of a shock given that all what's been going on with Antonio Brown, the sexual assault allegations, but Nike has dropped Antonio Brown as one of their athletes. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously that's going to be a big blow to some of that endorsement money that he's been getting. So um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I love Zach and I were loving this uh, headline yeah. here. Dolphins put Josh Rosen in charge of their tanking disaster. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see how he goes. I mean, you know, Fitzpatrick is always a boom or bust quarterback, really, whereas Rosen last year was more consistent mediocrity. So, yeah, uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows with Miami this year? <laughs> um, 
then the MLB playoffs are getting close. It's, the season is finally almost over. We haven't mentioned this at all, mainly because, you know, these games don't tend to mean much most of the year because it's like, oh, you lost a game. Oh, well, we still have like 100 games left. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, we're looking at I mean, the the AL playoff picture is mostly set. I mean, like it's going to be the Yankees, Twins and Astros winning the divisions. Um, it's all coming down to the wild card. The A's have an advantage right now. They're up two games on Tampa Bay, who holds the second wild card spot. Uh, and Cleveland is like is third on that list. They're a half a game behind Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else has been eliminated except for the Red Sox, who are about to be eliminated because they're nine and a half games behind in the wild card, uh, and there's ten games left. So. Um, whereas in the NL, there's still a lot of teams that are more mathematically in it. Um, the Braves of the Braves and Dodgers have already clinched their divisions, so they're going. Or the Braves haven't clinched their division, but they've clinched a playoff berth. Mm-hmm. Um, the NL, yeah, I think they will. The NL Central is still way up in the air between the Cardinals, Brewers, and Cubs. Um, and I know there's been a lot of talk of that. You know, both wild card teams could come from the NL Central. Like whoever wins, and then the second and third place could get it. But the Nationals are still fighting for that wild card spot. They still have it right now. Um, them and the Brewers are tied right now in records, and then the Cubs are a second place. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I think when we get to the playoffs, I yeah, mean, we'll talk more. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I mean, it's it's almost over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lastly, uh, haven't talked about this in a while, but uh, Formula One. There was some big news that came out a couple weeks ago that. Uh, driver by the name of Nico Hulkenberg. He races for the Renault team, which is kind of one of the mid-card, mid-card teams. Um, his teammate is a guy by the name of Daniel Ricardo. He was one of the main guys at Red Bull Racing uh, until last year they ended his contract. So, uh, But Renault, Renault has decided that they're not going to renew uh, Nico Hulkenberg's contract, and they're going to bring in Esteban Ocon to be their second driver. So it begs the question, well, where is Nico Hulkenberg going to go? Like, where are their openings? Um, so the reason why this article came out was because there was a lot of speculation that he was going to go to the American team in Formula One, which is Haas, because there was speculation they weren't going to bring back Roman, Roman Grosjean because he's been struggling. But just the other day, they renewed their contract with Grosjean. So now it leaves Hulkenberg, who is a pretty good driver. I mean, it's surprising that he might not have a ride next year because he's one of the... You know, he's definitely not one of the top drivers, but he's certainly in the middle of the pack, which, you know, most teams could only hope for right now with all the top drivers all locked in. Um, But the only places for him to go right now would be there's only going to be two openings. Like there's there's technically openings at Red Bull, like the three like Max Verstappen's locked in. The other three drivers between Red Bull and Toro Rosso aren't locked. But I mean, there's, there's no way they're going to drop any of those drivers. So the only place he could go would be Williams, which is by far the worst team in Formula One. They're consistently finishing second to last and last, which he doesn't want to go there. And there is going to possibly be a spot open at Alfa Romeo, uh, which is kind of another lower tier team. So it's pretty shocking that a, you know one of the better drivers in the sport is all more than likely not going to have a ride next season. So... Uh, we'll right. see how this plays out in the future. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Um, we'll come back with another prediction video 
or no, it'll be the reaction video will be uploaded again on Tuesday. I, let me see. Let me look at the calendar. <laughs> well, it'll, be up, it'll be uploaded on on, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, it'll be uploaded on Tuesday. Gotcha. Yeah, because we're we're gonna re- we're gonna record it on uh, on Sunday, but yeah. it'll still be uploaded on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll still be uploaded on Friday. This uh, prediction type video. Yeah. So yeah. So stay tuned for those guys. They'll keep coming out and uh, leave a comment or something in YouTube if you like this. Uh, if you like the little face thing here. And if you want to see Connor next time or Eric or Nate, I mean, we, I, this is just a really just a test run with it. I, I'm wearing the Fournette jersey, repping the Jags today. I wore this to school. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's where it stands. Uh, yeah, so thanks, everybody, for listening, and take care. Bye. For Eric, peace. <laughs>